0: Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast. I am one of your hosts, Laura Sturm.
1: And I'm Josh Roar. Welcome to episode 88. Uh so one of the questions that uh we got recently was um about programming and the question was basically you know in regards to our customized programming what does it mean to address weaknesses and how do we approach that um i think it's an awesome question so one of the you know one of the main aspects of that is you know identifying weak muscle groups um but it's not just that it's also looking for imbalances Um, you know, from, you know, not just side to side, but even from like ratios, like quad strength to hamstring strength, things like that. Um, But the other thing is just looking at inefficient movement patterns that lifters have at certain ranges of motion, which can be a result of muscle, certain muscle weaknesses or imbalances, but it could also just be a lack of skill in that range of motion. So, so we look at all of those things and, and program accordingly. And, you know, it may be, you know, Specific hypertrophy work for lagging muscle group. It may be, you know, more detailed practice at a certain range of motion um, in a movement where you have technique breakdown, things like that. So, I, I think looking at all of that holistically is important. And just to say, like, oh, it's because of this. Um, most times, it's not one one solution. It's usually a combination of a few things um that that we kind of look at and and program those you know variations to to address the specific range of motion that that we need more skill built um but also certain exercises specific to build uh build strength and you know the lagging muscle groups as well so um,
0: so how do you find out what the person's workness weaknesses
1: are uh, that's where i spin that little wheel in the back and just guess um no, it's basically, if you look at, um, you know, just using, I and mean, this is a very simple example, but, you know, let's just say lockout strength in the bench press. Um, the first thing people say is it's weak triceps, right? Um, and it very well likely is, but it could also be, um, you know, looking at the technique of everything. If, if their shoulders are rotating forward during the press, that's because a lot of times their back isn't strong enough to support the position. Um, therefore, the triceps can't even work efficiently because they're out of position. So yes, the generic answer is tricep weakness is the answer for bench lockout, but it's not always the case. So it's a combination of looking at looking at the technique. And, and that's why um, with our programming, we do very detailed video analysis and, and kind of really fine tune like technique with people because you know once that's established then it is a lot more simple in terms of saying okay this muscle group is weak this muscle group is weak and that's the that's the reason because everything else is has been built up and stabilized around it um so did that answer the question uh, yeah I, know. I think so Kinda. so would you say it's more of an art or a science oh that's a good one <laughs> that's a tough one um i think it's both like so uh, it's definitely both um so i come from an exercise science background so coming out of school everything was like if if this then this everything was very like my brain was very based around the science of programming and the science of you know endocrine response and you know what kind of response you get in general from different training uh stimulus uh, stimuli um but th- that's really not the case Uh, I mean, it's, it is the, it's part of the case. It's not the end all be all. And I think that's where the art of it comes is because, Mm -hmm. you know, on paper, if your bench lockout is weak, it's weak triceps. But again, using that same example, like it could be other things breaking down that don't allow your triceps to actually work efficiently. So, um, so there is an art to, to figuring out uh, what, you know, is it the chicken or the egg? Is it, is it the triceps are weak or is it the triceps are lagging because they're out of, they're not able to work in the efficient positions that they're supposed to be in.
0: So. That's a good point. Well, yeah. oh, and then there's the whole, like, okay, they're weak. What's the best way to make them stronger? Right. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Are we
1: trying to get bodybuilder triceps or we trying to, right. you know, are we trying to actually, you know, so that's the other thing, like different tricep movements are, are like, there's a, there's a, there's a scale of priority, I guess, in terms of how directly a, a movement relates to uh, the compound movement, the bench press. So just doing, you know, simple tricep movements. While they are triceps, you have different heads of the triceps. Um, in fact, most people say tricep, but technically it's triceps, plural, because there are, you know, you know, tri means three, three, right? So there's three different heads of the tricep. Uh, so different angles of training relate, uh, of training the triceps relate more directly to locking out a bench press. So, you know, there's, there's more to even just programming tricep work. It's, it's specific tricep work that, you know, hits those parts of the triceps that are most, most efficiently used in locking out a bench press. So I could talk about boring stuff
0: like this all day. Oh, you can get totally geeky all the time. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We're going to move on to uh, the voting that happened this last week. <laughs> and weekend. I've
1: and Laura basically just said, oh, "I've had enough." You're right.
0: Move on. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I think it is a topic that you could kind of go on forever. Just about that, you know, one example. Well, oh, there's so many examples. You could just go on for for days. Like why you could dissect someone's um, squat stance and. They might feel like this is my best squat stance. Well, maybe it's not. Why is that your squat stance? And look at, you know, mobility issues along there. And it and what what is your best squat stance based on your mechanics? And
1: yeah, you know? and, that, and, and that honestly can evolve over time. And mm-hmm. what's what's ideal right now may, you know, may not be in another five years. Right. It's based on how things have developed. Um, so, all right. We can move on. Uh, yeah, I know so. you're tired of hearing. About-
0: it's a rabbit hole. That's all I'm saying. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah. So we can start, we can talk uh, squat stance some other day. That's not true. What's the perfect squat stance. All right. So we're going to get into the voting results. Uh, we were voting on the top five movie soundtracks and the first round we had uh, Amy versus Siraj. Am I saying that correctly? Yep. Ah, oh, there you go. Um, Amy came out ahead with 59%. She had 17 votes and Siraj only had 41% with 12 votes. So uh, Amy will go on and face Jim Battenfield.
1: Yeah. Jimmy Battenfield. Um, our next matchup was Daria uh, versus Amber. And Daria took that one, 16 votes to 11 votes. So Daria will actually square off against Amy Pancake next week. Um Oh, and I should point out, uh, voting is going to be on Saturday next week because Sunday is Easter Sunday. So uh, make sure you guys are looking for the Instagram poll on Saturday versus Sunday this week.
0: All right, so I'm confused. Why would Daria go off against Amy when Amy already got a bracket?
1: Amy had a bye week last week. I don't know what that means. That means she didn't compete. So Jim Battenfield, Amy Pancake and Chris Peterson all had a bye week based on the rankings which means they did not they they automatically went to round 2 without having to compete against anybody. That's how the tournament got set up. Okay. And basically so what I how how the rankings worked and that's the only way to like make it evenly match up because we have an odd number of people competing. Yeah. So what how the rankings worked is anybody that has participated in one of these uh voting things in the past automatically were the top ranked ones and Uh everybody else was lower ranked and those were all done randomly so everybody that was top ranked there was like six of us i think um they all got assigned one through six randomly and then the rest got assigned seven through i think 13 randomly um so like yourself myself and a couple other people were in the top ranked but we didn't make the buy because we weren't in the top three kind of signed randomly boy
0: okay well and in the next bracket it was dawn against me and
1: you're so uh, so, hold on i just got to point out how just over this you are right now you're just like i don't want to talk about anything with
0: you right now just let me move (laughs) on oh the whole bracket things i'm like i don't understand this and then i was like well i don't know that i need to understand it it's okay moving on (laughs) so uh dawn against me uh dawn won by 55 votes over 13 i only had 13 votes truthfully i also forgot it was it was (laughs) time to vote didn't even vote for myself but you know obviously uh, my votes wouldn't have mattered and i'm uh although i'm not above like creating face fake instagram accounts um clearly <laughs> <vote for> myself <laughs> never did that okay maybe with chris Pe- chris um you know oh my god whatever his heart. name is whatever Tom his goddamn name is i've had a long day <laughs> um yeah but anyway Dan, don won by 55 i i bid it with 13 votes um and don will face chris peterson next week
1: can i just say this might be my favorite be, most entertaining beginning of a podcast for me because seeing you so irritated and just like i don't even want to fucking do this right now but
0: i'm here (laughs) i'm here god damn it so we're doing this podcast and we're doing it right (laughs) moving on you go yeah
1: uh all right so uh i was up against justin little and it looks like i move on with 17 votes to 11 fixed yeah
0: i did vote for myself though i'm like somebody Hey, at least you voted for yourself. Uh, it's a, uh, saw, a sad dog that can't wag its own dog's tail. Um, all right. So also there was uh, Cameron and Stacy, and Cameron took seventy-seven percent with uh, twenty-four votes, and Stacy only got twenty-three percent with seven votes. why yep. are Um, Josh and Cameron will face each other next week. Yep.
1: So Woo-hoo. Cameron Cameron Barlow. Uh, you better start
0: recruiting cause I'm coming for you. Wow. Scary. i just, I'm just proud of you, Josh, that you made it past round one. Cause I know I,
1: I was thinking the same thing. And I even said at the beginning, like I would actually be disappointed if people voted for me because I left off uh, a couple, what I think are very good. So my list is good. Let's not be, let's not lie, but <laughs> I think I left off a couple that probably should have been on there anyway Oh yeah so on on that note i'm i'm winning it all this time i'm from 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 last to first oh okay
0: going on all right well voting is going to take place on saturday um on april 16th since sunday's easter so make sure you vote on saturday instead of sunday i'll have to set myself a reminder to make sure to vote for cameron yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh hey is that the first little humor i've seen from you today very good yes that was it that was it all right we're gonna move on to we the got, powerlifting we, situation
1: we got, now we, we got we got grumpy laura today she's starting to get a little yeah. happier
0: oh sorry
1: just to brighten your day here yeah um I'll anyway sorry i
0: interrupted you i'm sure all it, right powerlifting situation <laughs> here's the situation okay Um, after second deadlifts, you're in second place via body weight on your third deadlift. You can take a two and a half kilo jump to move into first place or jump into what you feel you are capable of, which is the 10 kilo jump. If you miss your competitor, doesn't even need to pull their third deadlift to beat you. Hmm. What type of third attempt do you take?
1: Yeah, this is, a, this is a good one, and I see this play out all the time. Um, this actually played out at the, uh, at the Arnold with, uh, with Lee um, when we were competing against Patricia Johnson. Basically, um, you know, it really so, – so the safe answer is take the minimum jump to, to move into first and make your competitor pull their third attempt. Um, that's, that's the default safe answer, I think but I think there's also a high probability, you know, if it's a two and a half kilo jump that they can also make a two and a half kilo jump and beat you. So, right. you know, it's probably, you know, unless their second attempt just looked like everything they had. Um, and that, that that's the part you have to, you have to weigh out is the harder, the harder their third attempt looked, I'm sorry, the harder your opponent's second attempt looked, I would say the more almost conservative you want to be with yours um, to make sure you get it because if you miss it's over right. so you know there's that fine line between doing enough that your opponent can't make their third and doing too little where you know they can you know you're not pushing them out of their comfort zone so it really depends on the situation here um, you know again the safe answer is is always do the minimum you can to get into first place um, but when you're really paying attention and, and understand you know what your competitor has pulled in the past and also like what their previous attempts have looked like and if you haven't been watching that then you know if, if you're if you're flying blind here and you don't know what you know you don't have no clue of how much your your competitor has left then you probably want to you know put something on that you're pretty is, is almost a slam dunk for you just to make them pull a third because you have no idea uh-huh. but in a situation like like uh you know, like when we were lifting with Lee, like Lee actually pulled a, a, a pretty big PR third attempt um, because watching Patricia, like I knew she had a lot left and, and she, even so uh, she still pulled and beat us. Um, mm. But we, but we put about every, I think we had about every kilo on the bar that Lee could actually make in that situation. And, you know, if we would have gone in a little bit heavier and Lee missed, then, you know, Patricia wouldn't even need to pull her third. So Hmm. um it's right. really uh it's really a balancing act and you know you can you can overshoot and get a little a little too confident and miss and then it's already game over right yeah i mean that's so, why so it's that like was, a game of chess yeah so that was really a non-answer i just gave but um, <laughs> you know I, I think i think the more experienced you are then the more you can be i i guess the better the better you can gauge how much somebody has left um both your own lifter and your opponent so you can make a better judgment call on how much to put on the bar um you know i'd say the 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 lesser experienced you are the more conservative you probably want to be with your third attempt and and put the put the you know pressure on the other person to
0: make their lift i guess right yeah absolutely Well, I mean, I think the key in this situation is after second deadlifts, you're in second place via body weight. Like you're not in second place just because you, you know, have lifted a lot more than the other person. You're just there in body weight. So yeah, looking at how they moved their second deadlift, that would be, and, you know, also looking at how you moved your second deadlift. Yeah. And and I guess that's the other
1: thing, you know, it, it doesn't explicitly say this in here but if you pay attention to how the meat works um, you know it's 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 implied in here that the other lifter is lifting after you right or maybe even says that um, yeah so the other lifter is lifting after you which means which means you have the bigger subtotal um, so which is but means you have the lower deadlift which is why you're going first right. so and you're obviously the heavier lifter because you're in second via body weight. So basically, the you know the person lifting after you just has to tie your total, um, and, and they'll win. So you know, put on as much as you can to to you know that you can still make for sure.
0: Right, for sure. All right. So our new lifter tip this week: pay attention to whether the warm up weights at a meet are kilos or pounds. If using kilos, three reds is not three fifteen that is true agree or disagree yeah i guess you agree
1: (laughs) yeah um and i've seen this happen a lot where people are warming up and they just you know three three plates is 315 right well not when they're 25 kilo plates um you know who you know who actually excuse me you know who actually made this mistake and i'm gonna throw him out there under the bus i guess oh no Um, who somebody that you wouldn't expect to, to to do this Jeremy Hartman (laughs) I love that that was your guess (laughs) for for two reasons one uh just because you know it's fun to to throw out Jeremy Hartman's name but two because that's your guess as the person that as to the person that would that would make that bonehead mistake Jeremy Hartman that's that's really (laughs) funny to me (laughs) but was I right no Uh, I would say even more more of a long shot guess, Uh, Dave Ricks, Really? Yeah. So I was helping him warm up, um, you know, and I've probably told Dave Ricks stories before, but he's, you know, he's warming up, "Uh, let's throw another plate on, Uh, let's throw another Mm -hmm. plate on. Well, we were warming up for bench at a meet and he hit one plate and these are 25 kilo plates. He's like, "Uh, throw another plate on. So I'm like, all right, you know, I assume he knew what he was lifting, right? Because, you know, it's Dave Ricks. He's been competing for right. you know decades. Never. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, oh, and he did like you know five reps at two plates, which is two sixty four, because it was not the we didn't have the competition collars on. Um. He, and then he goes, oh, throw another plate on. He does that for like three, uh, which is three seventy four. And he gets up and just kind of looks around. He's like, man. He just kind of like waves his arms around a little bit. He's like man, 315 is feeling kind of heavy today. (laughs) And he's dead serious. So there's two takeaways to this. Uh, First one is like, holy crap, how do you make that big of a a mistake and not realize it? The second takeaway is like 374 felt a little bit heavy when you thought it was 315. Like, holy crap, like that's kind of an awesome Right, especially on a bench press <laughs> on a bench press, right, how, yeah. so sorry, sorry, Dave, for telling that story um i believe I believe that was at nationals when it was in San Antonio, I think no, it might have been Denver, Colorado. I don't remember Denver. it doesn't really matter, it's irrelevant to the story um, right but but uh yeah, so that that's one thing, like. If Dave Ricks can make that mistake, you can make that mistake too. So just pay attention to what's what's being what's being used. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I like it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's make this short and sweet and get the make like a tree and get out of here.
0: So I'm, I'm I like, I don't see the tree reference, but okay. So
1: so I like so my friend Tim, he always takes these cliche sayings and like mixes them up so like make like a tree and leave he's like make like a make like a tree and get out of here and then another one you know the early bird gets the worm he's like uh even a blind squirrel gets a worm he'll say that because like (laughs) it's actually even a blind squirrel finds a nut and he'll write those two up and say it that way i like that one better yeah. It's, it, it's entertaining. So, but what's funny is like, he said those things so many times as a joke. Like now, when I say, I'm like, I say I'm the wrong way. And people look at me, like,
0: <laughs> are you <laughs> like, like, like just now when I
1: said that, like, make like a tree and get out of here. Um, it's funny to me, but yeah, most people just think I'm stupid.
0: Yeah. It's like uh, when I say, say strategery, people think, oh, yeah, but that's a Dan Stern, Sternism. And uh, I'm just so used to it. I forget that not everyone uses strategery yeah i think i think it's fine
1: it's people will will catch on
0: yes so
1: cool all right let's shut it down uh don't forget to follow us on instagram at pl ballads podcast the voting for round two of the top five uh what is this list top five um movie movie soundtracks soundtracks. top five movie soundtracks voting is going to be on saturday so check our Check our IG stories for that. Um, And if you're interested in getting powerlifting coaching, don't forget to follow Team Roar on Instagram. Um, Shoot us a DM or fill out our beginning questionnaire and we can set up a free Zoom consult and kind of go over everything in more detail if you're looking to get some help and move on to the next level. So uh, good talk. We'll talk to you guys next
0: week. Later. All right. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.